Today we're in our third sermon on our series, Psalms of Ascent. We're going through the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 120 through Psalm 134, and this is the third one. As Brian has talked about in weeks past, Psalms are songs, especially the Psalms of Ascent. And with songs, there's a lot of variety. You know, I just mentioned Justin Bieber. You know, he has a certain type of song, right? There's songs that are written that inspire us. There's songs that are written that make us feel joy. There are some songs that make us feel like sad. There's some songs that make us think about love or a certain point of our life. And there are songs that really just cheer us up. You know, does anyone here have a song that cheers them up when they're feeling bad? Anybody? Want to shout one out? A song that makes you feel good. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Lego movie, right? Everything is awesome. <laughs> and, yeah, Pharrell, right? That's Pharrell. And then Bob Marley, Three Little Birds, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Right, some, some Christian songs, maybe Elevation Worship, Don't Worry, or what is it? Do it again. Do it again. That's inspirational. Greater. Greater is a good worship song. You know, it's the same thing with these psalms. Some psalms were written to inspire us. They're written to encourage us in difficult times. And other psalms are written to actually convict us when we're turning away from God to call us back into worship with God. So when we're going through the psalms, when we're reading these and when we're preaching through them, we have to read them a little bit differently than other scripture. They're not narrative like Genesis or the Gospels. The psalms are songs. They're artistic. Sometimes the writer's just pouring his heart out. They're pouring their hearts out. Sometimes they're just in like full-blown worship of God and just thinking about all the like wonderful things that he's done. But when we open our Bibles, when we open our Bibles and we read the Psalms, sometimes a Psalm will be completely outside of our current train of thought. It'll be completely outside of what we're thinking or what we're feeling. It'll be outside of what our, our flesh and our spirit feel like. Who here listens to K-Love? Anybody listens to K-Love? All right. It's like turning on K-Love and you want to rock out to Toby Mac, but they're playing Stephen Curtis Chapman. You know, it's just like a little bit off. Or a secular example is like if you are turning on the radio and you want to listen to the Beatles, but they're playing Metallica. <laughs> you know, you, you just might not connect with what the psalm is talking about, what the song is saying. A psalm can be about deliverance, but if you're in a dark time, a time of sickness, a time where you feel, you know, abandoned, you might not be feeling delivered. But regardless of these feelings, but regardless of how we come to a psalm, it doesn't mean that it's not true or that we shouldn't entertain what God is trying to communicate to us through it. Because the Psalms aren't like a Justin Bieber song. They're not. They're inspired by God. They're written through real life experience. And we can come to know God better and deeper through each one of them. They're valuable. They're extremely valuable. So when we read today's Psalm, 
Let's try to leave behind our feelings. You know, whether we're happy or sad. Whether, you know, whatever the situation is. Whether you came here today and things feel like they're going really good or really bad. Let's try to leave those things behind and enter into scripture to see what God is teaching us through Psalm 122. I'm going to read the psalm all the way through in the English Standard Version. Then we'll discuss what it meant to the psalmist, who is King David in this instance, and what the implications are for us today. Psalm 122, it says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. The word of the Lord. This psalm, Psalm 122, clearly starts with joy and gratefulness. Joy about worship. It is a psalm written by King David, and he writes in verse 1, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You see, David, in this song, in this psalm, he's telling us he was filled with joy when someone, we don't know exactly who, said to him, let's go worship God. You see, the tabernacle, which was the place where, where David was the house of the Lord during David's life. David didn't build the temple, right? Solomon did after him. You see, the tabernacle was the place where the Israelites felt they were in the full presence of God. That was the tabernacle. It was the place where they felt they could fully worship God. The NIV translates part of verse 1 as saying, I rejoiced with those who said to me. I rejoiced with those who said to me. David was filled with gladness and joy when he thought about going to God's house. It could have been partially because of who was inviting him. There's people in your life, don't go to church. Maybe it was that, right? Maybe that was part of it. But when he thought about the tabernacle, about God's house, he was filled with joy. And when I read that, when I read verse 1, I felt convicted. I did. For a couple of reasons. You see, first, when I think about our context today, I do equate parts of the house of the Lord to the local church. There are a couple of things that I equate, you know, in, in ways, the house of the Lord to the local church. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest. There's some Sunday mornings 
There's sometimes I have a really long week, a really busy Saturday, and I'm tired. <laughs> and I don't think about church with great joy. Yeah, man. It's real, though. It's real. Who else has been there? Right? You know, you kind of drag yourself out. And on those Sundays, I come to church more out of obligation than joy. So I felt bad in verse 1 because of that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Second, I was convicted because the house of the Lord for us, for Christians, is not the tabernacle. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he indwells within us, right? He indwells within us. So that means we can fully access the presence of God at any time. Anytime, that means if I'm driving to work, I can fully bask in the presence of God. Whether I'm eating cookies at midnight, and I've been doing that a lot recently, <laughs> I can fully bask in the presence of God. Or we're watching a football game. We can bask in the presence of God. And guess what? I'm not always excited about it. Not that I don't want the Holy... I'm so grateful the Holy Spirit is indwelling in me. But I'm not always filled with joy and worship. I get frustrated. I get tired. There's things that happen. So when I read verse 1, I felt convicted. I said, oh, man, I'm not always like that. But honestly, I shouldn't have felt convicted. I shouldn't. And if you re read that and you felt convicted, you shouldn't. Because we all go through highs and lows. And there's other Psalms that talk about lows. There's other Psalms that talk about lows. I can't run around singing Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie all the time. That's just fake. That's, that's fake. And God doesn't want us to be fake. David did not write this psalm, this song, so that we would feel bad. We would feel inadequate. He didn't write this for you to feel bad or inadequate. He wrote this song to inspire us. This is a psalm of worship, of praise. He said, I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. He didn't say you always have to be glad or you should feel bad if you're not glad. He didn't say that. This is an inspirational psalm because the presence of God is awesome. It's awesome. And when we think about the presence of God, we can be inspired. You know, a takeaway from this, from verse 1 for us today, is that we should not feel bad. A takeaway from this is that we should take the time to rejoice in the presence of God. We should take time to do that. You see, David and whoever it was who invited him, they were going on a trip. They were going to take time to go to the house of the Lord. They made it a priority. A takeaway for us is we should take the time to bask in the awesome presence of God. When we sing a song later to close out, you can do that. When you're at home folding laundry, you can do that. When you're in your car 
in your way to work, when you're a Christian, you can do that. You can do that in all these different contexts. We can rejoice in the presence of God. We can count our blessings. We can remember what God has done for us. We can remember how God has redeemed us. And we can remember that when times are hard, when there's things going on that's hard, suffering is Christ-like. It is Christ-like. As Christians, our reward is not here on earth. It's in heaven. So we can rejoice in the awesome presence of God on good days and bad days. We can call out to him because he desires us. And he's with us through thick and thin. We don't have to go to the tabernacle. We don't have to go to the tabernacle. We are the tabernacle. In verse 2, David writes, Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. And the ESV puts an exclamation point there. You know, other, other translations do not. But it's a psalm of inspiration, of joy. And what David is saying here is we made it. We made it. We made it to Jerusalem. You know, when you go on a car ride, other people are at the beach. Today, we're not. But the days you go to the beach and you're driving for a couple hours, you like, man, I just can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there. Then you get there. You get out. You smell that ocean air and you're so happy. You're like, mm, we're here. And that's what David's saying. He's saying, we're in your gates, Jerusalem, and it is awesome. It's awesome. Then, in verses 3 through 5, he just starts gushing over the city. And he just starts gushing over the city. He does. David describes the blessings of Jerusalem. He describes the purpose of Jerusalem. He says, Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together, to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There, there thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of of David. He is saying, Jerusalem, you are awesome. It was made to give thanks to God. Made to be tightly knit. Made to be a light in darkness. Made for proper judgment. Made to be on the word of God. God established Jerusalem for a purpose and David gushes over it. You know, for us, a takeaway when we look at verses 3 through 5, a takeaway from that comes from the understanding that when God establishes something, when God creates something, there's a purpose. There's a purpose in it. God didn't create Jerusalem for fun. He created it for a purpose so that people could know God and give thanks to him. So that Jerusalem could be a witness to God and for his kingdom. You know, in many ways, 
in many ways, the local church is supposed to mirror Jerusalem and the purpose of Jerusalem, right? In many ways. God didn't create Streamsong Church to be a club, to be fun, to be a social network. He didn't create us for that. He created Streamsong for a purpose. He creates local churches for a purpose. And it's not to be a club. If we want to be a community of God, like Jerusalem was a community of God, what does that look like? What does that look like? If we want to be a church that is firmly together, that is bound firmly together, that is tight-knit, where people come and rejoice in God, where right judgments are made, where we talk about biblical truths, if we want to be a church like that, what does that look like? What do we need to do? What do you or us as individual, individuals need to do for stream song to fulfill that purpose? That is our individual takeaway from this section. There's a purpose for God's communities to gather people, to be tight-knit, to give thanks, and make wise decisions. Where is stream song lacking? What can you do about stream song's deficiencies? What can you do? You know, Brian, he can only gather so many people. He can only connect with so many people. He can only foster so many relationships and foster so much community within the church. Brian can only give so much thanks to God, right? Brian can only manage a certain amount of things effectively, right? If he goes beyond that, it's not going to be worship to God. If you see areas in Streamsong where we are not fulfilling God's purpose and you can do something about it, step up. Speak up. Jesus said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Lift stream song up by your actions. Lift this community up by your actions. That's what David did with Jerusalem. By your words. That's what David did with Jerusalem. And by your prayers. Verses 6 through 9 are about praying for Jerusalem. David writes, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. David is praying for Jerusalem. He's praying for Jerusalem. You see, he recognizes how the peace of Jerusalem will have a greater impact. So he prays for the people that love it. He prays for the people that love Jerusalem. He knows that God's tabernacle will thrive. The place of God's presence will thrive if Jerusalem is healthy. 
Jerusalem helps the tabernacle and later the temple after Solomon. It helps it thrive. It creates that context for for the tabernacle and the temple. The local church should help Christians thrive. Think about that. If we see a parallel in function between Jerusalem and the local church, what does that mean? I'm not going so far to say every time we see Jerusalem, that means the local church in Scripture. No, but if there's a parallel, if there's connection in function and purpose, what does that mean? How can the local church help Christians thrive? Obviously, it has to exist. You know, that's why we care so much about church planning. You know, Riverside Stream Song. Stream Song is a church plan. It has to exist. It has to teach God's word. It has to worship God, true, like true worship. And, and we have to help people grow in their faith. Obviously, it has to exist. David is praying for Jerusalem because its peace, its security, its health, its existence will impact his brothers and his companions. But most importantly, a thriving Jerusalem will maintain a place where people can come to know God better and deeper and experience his presence. As Streamsong, we want to be a church where people can come to know God better and experience his presence. David is in love with God. He's in love with God. So much so, he loves and defends the imperfect things that help people know him. Right? Jerusalem wasn't a perfect place. We shouldn't get all romantic when we think about Jerusalem. Especially in David's day. The temple wasn't even there yet. The temple wasn't built. David couldn't build it. But David was overjoyed to be in Jerusalem. To speak well of Jerusalem. To work for Jerusalem and pray for Jerusalem. Our takeaway in this last section is to pray. Pray for the things that usher in God's presence. Pray for the things that help people know God. This church, missionaries like the Borneos, is it Borios or Borio? All right, I had it. And the Borneos, we support the Borios. <laughs> Pray for missionaries. Pray for avenues and contacts for evangelism. Ministries that further God's kingdom. Other churches. We should pray for other churches. Right? It's about the kingdom. Pray. Our takeaway is pray for communities and structures that further God's kingdom. You know, in Psalm 122, we see David's joy for worshiping God. His love for the city the community that make the worship possible. And we see his prayer to God that the city, that the community will flourish. Psalm 122 is not meant to discourage us. 
but rather it's meant to encourage us. And through the lens of joy and worship, Christians, people who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, can come away with three things from this psalm. First, we could come away that we need to take the time to rejoice and be in the awesome presence of God. We need to take that time. Second, we need to ask ourselves a hard question. We need to ask ourselves a hard question. How can we individually contribute to God's community so that people can come to know him and thrive in their faith? What can we do? And third, we need to pray. Pray for God's community. Pray for its success. Obviously, this is a psalm for people who are committed to God. For people who have given their life to Jesus Christ. But if your commitment is wavering, if your faith is wavering, if you're just feeling bad and distant from God, or if you're just not in line with the whole Jesus thing, you're like, eh, I like the vibe here, but you know, the whole Jesus thing, I'm not there yet. I want to tell you, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. You didn't walk through the wrong doors this morning. Every person has questions, has doubts, has struggles. And at Stream Song, we want to be the way Jerusalem is described. A city, a community that is firmly bound together. That is firmly bound together. Please talk to Brian or me if you have concerns, you have doubts, questions, or whatever. That's why Stream Song is here. We want to be a church that is healthy and safe for people. You can wrestle with those things. You can be authentic. You know, Brian and I and other folks here too, like uh, Planet Fitness, judgment-free zone. We just want you to, to grow in your faith. We want people to know God better, to have a deeper relationship with him. So if you're having problems, talk to someone. Talk to someone. Streamsong wants to support you.